Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 2nd of April. India recorded 81,466 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, pushing the overall count in the country to over 1.23 crore. The toll climbed by 469, taking the total tally to over 1.6 lakh. The Union Cabinet Secretary will hold a meeting today with representatives of 11 states that are showing a surge in coronavirus cases. India's infections have exceeded 60,000 daily over the past week from a low of about 10,000 in February, prompting warnings from the health ministry about the situation going from bad to worse. Maharashtra continues to remain the worst affected state in the country, reporting over 43,000 new COVID-19 infections yesterday. as the state's tally went up to nearly 29 lakh according to brihan mumbai municipal corporation mumbai saw a record high increase of 8646 cases while 18 people died the dharavi slum area which became a hot spot of infections in the first wave of the pandemic reported 71 new cases Yesterday Delhi witnessed its highest one day rise in infections this year by registering 2790 new coronavirus cases. Soon after the figures were released, Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal convened a meeting of Health Minister Satyendra Jain and other officials to deliberate on preparing an action plan to fight the pandemic. On the global front, according to the John Hopkins University tracker, The coronavirus has infected 129.5 million people and killed 2.82 million. AP reported that Pfizer has said its vaccine remains effective against COVID-19 up to 6 months after it's injected. America's top infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci told Reuters on Thursday, the United States may not need AstraZeneca's vaccine even if it wins the country's regulatory approval. Ahead of the assembly election in Tamil Nadu, the income tax department searched four places owned by DMK chief MK Stalin's son-in-law Sabarisan. One of the places being raided is a home in Nilangarai, Chennai, where Stalin's daughter Sentha Marai lives with her husband. According to the News Minute, tax officials are also conducting searches at Sabarisan's office in Chennai and two more places. On 25th of March, the IT department had searched senior DMK leader EV Velu's residence in his Tiruvannamalai constituency. The searches at Velu's house and businesses took place while Stalin was campaigning for him in Tiruvannamalai. IT officials at the time had said they carried out the raids based on credible inputs of cash movement during the election campaign. Soon after the second phase of polling concluded in Assam yesterday, A controversy erupted after a video surfaced on social media allegedly showing electronic voting machines in the car of Pathar Kandi BJP candidate Krishna Nendu Paul. The Indian Express reported that following this, the Election Commission ordered re-polling at polling station 179 of Ratabari seat in Assam. The officers responsible, including the presiding officer, have been suspended as well. A letter issued by the EC described it as an unfortunate incident. It said that on examination the EVM in question was found to be with its seal intact reacting to the incident Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi said that too many such incidents were being reported and nothing was being done about them she said the election commission must act decisively on such complaints and that a serious reevaluation of the use of 
EVMs need to be carried out by all national parties. She also said that the BJP uses its media machinery to accuse those who expose them as sore losers. With the elections heating up, Nandi Gram, the Assembly constituency Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee is contesting from, became a spectacle of high drama yesterday. Controversy erupted when the Trinamool Congress alleged that members of the BJP weren't letting their agents set up a stall at the polling booth. The BJP, on the other hand, claimed that the agent was not the one assigned to the booth. Since he was a Muslim from the neighbouring area assigned to a Hindu-majority polling booth, they protested. News Laundry's small crew was the first to reach the Boyle polling station and report on the incident. Meanwhile, in Kerala, our team reported on the marginalisation of Vayanar's Adivasis. Nidhi Suresh and Aditya Warrior documented how they were driven off their ancestral forest lands. Forest officials would threaten them and keep asking if they had links with Maoists, the Adivasis told our reporters. The community was forced to move out and ended up scattered. You can read the report on our website newslaundry.com. It is titled, Why Don't They Look At Us? Vyanar's Adivasis Are Angry With Politicians. Listeners, we at News Laundry aim to cater to the public interest and the truth and bring stories without fear or favour from the government. This is why we rely on our subscribers who fund our stories that matter. So, if you aren't a subscriber already and want to be a part of the movement to keep news free from the influence of governments and corporates, you can subscribe to us by hitting the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website newslaundry.com. Our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. In Jammu and Kashmir, the police today claimed to have gunned down three suspected militants who they said had been involved in the attack on a senior BJP leader, Mohammad Anwar Khan's residence in Srinagar yesterday. Police said the militants were affiliated to the Lashkare Toiba and two of them were local residents. Two civilians were also injured in the encounter. They are being treated at a nearby hospital where they are in a stable condition. A police constable was killed in the attack on the BJP leader's house and the militants escaped with his rifle. At least 41 people were killed and more than 60 injured after a Taiwanese train carrying almost 500 passengers derailed in a tunnel on Friday. The train came off the rails north of Hualien in eastern Taiwan. It was carrying many tourists and people heading home at the start of a traditional holiday to tend to family tombs. The crash is the island's worst rail disaster in at least four decades. Reuters reported that the transport minister told reporters on the scene that the train was carrying about 490 people, higher than an earlier fire department figure of 350. Taiwan media said many people were standing as the train was so full and were thrown about when it crashed. It showed pictures of survivors being led out the tunnel. The official central news agency said, a truck whose handbrake was not engaged was suspected of sliding off a sloping road into the path of the train. It added that the police had taken in the driver for questioning. Myanmar's military junta faced fresh international criticism on Friday over the deaths of more than 40 children and the forced disappearance of hundreds of people in its crackdown on pro-democracy protests. According to the Assistant Association for Political Prisoners, a local monitoring organization, the military's violent crackdown on protests against its coup in February has left 543 civilians dead, including 44 children. 
Besides breaking up protests with tear gas, rubber bullets and live rounds, security forces have detained around 2700 people. The rights group Save the Children said that the death toll of youngsters had more than doubled in the past 12 days. Myanmar meanwhile has refused to accept a 14-year-old Rohingya girl deported by India even as the United Nations Refugee Agency and Rights Group criticized New Delhi for the move. According to Hindustan Times, a team of 8 Assam police personnel had accompanied the girl to the Indo-Myanmar border for deportation, but the immigration department of the neighboring country refused to open the gate, saying the situation was not appropriate for deportation. The minor girl belongs to Myanmar's Rohingya community and is believed to be a victim of human trafficking. Earlier, she had written to India's Ministry of External Affairs, making a request to be sent back to her country. An immigration official confirmed the newspaper that for now she will be sent back to Silchar. Since her parents are reportedly staying in a refugee camp in Bangladesh, an official alleged that the girl is not willing to go to Myanmar. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you.